Welcome rock and metal fans. Coming to you from the barns of Amish country and pastures of cows are those two head-banging bad boys of rock and metal. Nikki Lane and Mark B1 Bomb. Nikki Lane and Mark B1 Bomb. Bringing you every Saturday night the best rock and metal bands from the 80s and 90s and today. Playing music from the night's featured bands and discussing the bands and their music with special guests, interviews, contests, QA, and much more. So grab a beer and turn it up. It's time for the Headbangers Vault. Hey, this is Nikki Lane with my co-host. The B1 Bomb. And we are in the Garage Destiny with our first podcast ever. Or the Headbangers Vault. Headbangers Vault. Yeah. First episode. This is a long time in the making. We're going to talk about different shows every week, different faves, guest artists, you name it. We're going to bring it up. Yep, we're going to have some special guests um hopefully some someday some famous people i guess i don't know let's hope so we'll try to get them on yeah we're gonna have all kinds of things going yes, on we are we're gonna start with our very first episode on our favorite 80s metal hard rock tunes that we love that's near and dear to our hearts and these are five of me and Nikki's favorite bands we're gonna bring up here Five of our favorites. Five of our favorites. And my number five is a little band called Badlands. I think we got a couple of favorites together, favorites. Oh, I think we may. These guys are American heavy metal band formed by former Ozzy vocalist, guitarist Jakey Lee, former Black Sabbath members Ray Gillen and Eric Singer. And they got bass player Greg Chasson. Very good. Hard-hitting man. Yeah, this is Dancing on the Edge. Yeah, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. They came out in the late 80s. You know, they had a couple albums. They had a kind of a demo called Dust that came out after the band broke up. Poor Ray Gillen passed away early 90s, so they just kind of called it a day. Kind of sucked. <laughs> man. Well, you know, things suck. Yeah. And it sure did for these guys because they had some good tunes. Yeah, yeah. And again, late 80s, you're starting to get undershadowed by the freaking grunge here. Yeah. Hate grunge. They kind of sucked. You know, these guys kind of came out the tail end. They were pretty good for a while. Flash in the pan kind of band, but for the dead of them. I guess Eric Singer was replaced by Jeff Martin, and you know who Eric Singer plays drums for now there, Nicky. Yes, he does. Absolutely, yep. Yeah. And he replaced Peter Chris, of course. He did. And a little fun fact, Greg Chasson, their bassist, came out with his own album called It's About Time, and he also went to the Christian heavy metal band Die Happy as their bass player later on so oh, check wow. them out we'll probably bring up die happy in the feature so yeah little 
Beats, you know, on the edge. A few other good songs. They had High Wire, Winner's Call. Pretty sweet stuff there, Nikki Lane. Yeah, that's, that's a good band. Yeah. They had some good songs. They just quite didn't didn't make it. Didn't get didn't get there. Didn't 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 nah. get there. <laughs> <laughs> My number five. Well, I went with Bon Jovi album "Slippery When Wet." It was their third studio album. It was released uh, August eighteenth, nineteen eighty six, by Mercury Records. Let me guess. This is your favorite tune on here. It is. Oh. It is. Living on a prayer. Oh. Yeah. That's a pretty big album back in the day. And, you know, of course, there's you give love a bad name. I like that one too. Wanted dead or alive. Oh, that was my good. favorite. Yeah. I love wanted dead or alive. Now this was a big monster hit back in the day. I guess it even was a big hit in 1987 too. Yeah, a little fun fact: uh, this album has been called the album that. Turned heavy metal into a radio-friendly pop format. Oh, and it's commonly seen as a breakthrough for hair metal. Wow. I got a little B1 fun fact about this. The original album cover was banned in the United States because it had a wet t-shirt clad woman on it. And yes. they banned that sucker. I don't understand why. Well, I liked it. Well, we knew you would. <laughs> oh. But then, you know, uh, Slippery When Wet was an instant commercial success, spending eight weeks at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 charts. Amazing. And was named by Billboard as the top-selling album of 1987. Amazing. Let's bring back a lot of good memories there, Nikki uh, Lee. 12 platinum albums, making it one of the top 100 best-selling albums in the United States. Awesome. Yeah. What more can you say? Well, there's, uh, I mean, Bon Jovi was a great success, especially with the women, because we all know how supposedly handsome he was. I think I had him beat, but. Oh! <laughs> yeah, these guys were big. Their next album after this was probably just as big, I think. Well, you know, you give love a bad name and living on a prayer reached number one, making Bon Jovi the first glam metal band to have ever had two consecutive number one Billboard Hot 100 chart hits. Amazing. The third single, Wanted Dead or Alive, peaked at number seven, which I don't understand that. That was a good song. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, this album, you know, number one on the Billboard charts. Spent 38 weeks inside the top five, and again it boosted the glam, the hair metal to new a heights, lot more popularity, new heights. Yes, yep, absolutely. Yes, it did. So, what more can you say? For my number four is White Snake or White Snake 1987, as they say in Europe. Big, big monster album. This one had many hit songs. It was a commercial success. It peaked at number two in the U.S. Billboard 200 for 10 non-consecutive weeks. And it came out with this friggin' monster hot dude. awesome song. Oh, man. This is... I don't know what I can say about this. so cool. That's a great song. I got hooked when I heard this song by Whitesnake. I was like, fan instantly. I love it. 
the thing with me about White Snake was they neither had it or they didn't. Yeah. You know, and, and they had it. This song definitely had it. Four hit songs were released. This is one of them. Still the night. Here I go again. Is this love? And give me all your love. Promotional single, Crying in the Rain. And these four hit songs, people. John Sykes on guitar. Oh, man. Some pretty groundbreaking videos at the time there, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the 80s and... These glam metal bands, rock bands, sparked some awesome, awesome music videos. Of course, there were some pretty sketchy ones, too. But Oh, yeah. Now, I kind of like another song that was on here. This was a pretty freaking sweet song here. I like this part right here, too. Pardon me, folks. You know, first time Jitter's here. He's having some technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. Now, they had a remix of Here I Go Again here, and this was actually a pretty cool twist on this song. It came out on their greatest hits that came out later for some weird reason, but I thought it was kind of cool. Play a little snippet of this here. change it up a little bit. This was a hit song as well. See what you think about this there, Nikki Lane. No, I don't know where I'm going. Well, I've always liked this song. Again, yeah. Of course, it's a ballad, and we all know that I'm kind of a ballad fan. Yeah, this just is kind like, of a mid-tempo. Just, like, just like one of our buddies, the Smuts, He's a big Mallet uh, uh, fan, and I think we'll have Smuts on the show. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to bring him up sometime. Yep, yep. He fit pretty well in this show. Yep. So what you got on the list there, Nikki Lane, well, is your number? Number four, I have four. Def Leppard. And I don't even know why Def Leppard is number four, because Def Leppard is like one of my favorite bands. So how it got to number four, I'll never know. Mm. So please forgive me. It was probably just because I wasn't thinking because first show ever. Yeah, we got the jitters here. Yep. So anyway, so Def Leppard and Hysteria. Oh, that's an awesome one. Well, it's the best-selling album that Def Leppard has had to date for sure. But uh, Def Leppard, Shetfield, England is where they're from. Yes. Of course, they are an English rock band. And this is their fourth studio album. Uh, it was released the 3rd of August, 1987, through Mercury Records. Selling over 12 million copies worldwide, including 12 million in the U.S., and spawning seven hit singles. The album charted at number one on both the Billboard 200 and the U.K. album charts. Let and me guess. This is your favorite song. Oh, oh of course it is. Rock, rock girl, our, our resident uh, secretary or whatever we want to call her. Technician. Technician. Um, she calls it stripper music. Because this song was actually played at strip joints and it rose way up the charts because this album was stalling here in the United States. Yep. And after this, these guys just went through Nuts. the roof. Right. Wow. And one of the famous producers of music... And their producer at the time was Robert John Mutt Lang. Oh, wow. He added a lot of spark to that. Yeah, he, he had a 
big, big play in this album and yeah. Romania. Um, but again, I just mentioned Pyromania. The album is followed up to the band's 1983 breakthrough Pyromania. Hysteria creation took over three years and was plagued by delays, including the aftermath of drummer Rick Allen's accident, which took his arm. Uh, that was on December 31st, 1984. Oh. Uh, and with that being said... You know, I still think that Rick Allen, being a one-armed drummer, is still one of the it's best drummers amazing. in the world. How many people can drum with one arm? Nobody but him. And I also had this picked for my number three there, Lane. All right. And I really like this song right here. A little Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's a good one. These guys use some of the latest technology while making this album, I might add. Well, let me tell you something. <sighs> Def Leppard is still one of the greatest bands in the world. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I don't really like Love Bites too well. That was the one and I didn't like on this album. Well, see, didn't I like it. it. I didn't see, like I, it. I, this whole album just, you, you couldn't go wrong. Every song was good, which that's how they wanted to approach with this album as a with every song, kind of like Michael Jackson's Thriller. Thriller, yep. 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 And they battled Thriller for sure. Yes. So this was a good one for show. Which Michael Jackson's Thriller was his best album by far. And yeah, definitely. It definitely reached the charts and stayed there. Which about every song did become a major hit, except for like about four of them on yeah. here. And even them are pretty good, too. Still pretty good songs. So, now these guys also came out with like a, a B-side and rarities album. Some of them were left off of Hysteria. This was called Desert Song. Desert Song. Retroactive is the album it came off of. Pretty cool. It's got a lot of neat songs that they left off of this one. Some other demos. It's pretty freaking cool. Lane, do you remember when we went to see these guys in oh, concert? Yeah. I was actually going to bring that up. 1992. In 1992. Waited in the pouring rain to see these guys. See Def Leppard. And do you remember the events that happened afterwards? Oh, man. <laughs> a little crazy. Yeah. Probably better not mention that on here. Uh, probably not. Let's just say wild times. So it was a wild night. Yeah, there. so it was a wild night. Well, that happens sometimes. So, Lane, what do you have for your third one? Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. How did I know you would have picked that well, one? Well, because I just, I can relate. I can definitely relate with... You know, We're Not Gonna Take It, which is my favorite song, because I just will not take it from... Didn't like to take it from anybody. Didn't like to take it from anybody. But uh, Stay Hungry is their third studio album, released on May 10th, 1984. The album included the band's two most well-known songs, We're Not Gonna Take It and I Wanna Rock. What do you want to do with your life? 
Yeah, Lane, what are you going to do with your life? I'm going to grow up to be a VJ and I DJ. Oh. <laughs> or a criminal. I'm sorry. I was a criminal. Criminal. Yeah, sorry. Uh, the single reached number 21 on the Billboard Hot 100 single chart, making it Twisted Sister's only top 40 single. Oh, wow. It is also the band's highest selling single in the United States, having been certified gold on June 3rd, 2009. Sweet. So, their frontman, D. Snyder, played a huge heavy role fighting Congress or the women of Congress. That's right. Against censorship. They had a big fight with the oh, yeah. congressman's women. Yep, yep. And he came out ahead on that one, I believe. That was a um, big deal. But D. Snyder's a great guy, still great musician, still doing stuff today. Yes, so, he is. Yeah, still putting out music and very, very proactive into the music world. No, I really, really love this album, Lane. I sh- should have had this on my list. There's just so many to pick from. Man, did I love this. I remember as a teenager, I got this. And I was like, holy cow, this well, the, is awesome. The first time I heard this song was actually at a Boy Scout camp thing oh. we were doing. And uh, Schmidt's older brother was playing the song, and it just blew my mind. It was amazing, and I just... We're like, you were hooked. Yeah, I was hooked. Now, I think this is my favorite song on this album right here. The Price. I love this song. Yeah, not a big ballad a guy, song. but I love this one. Liked about all her albums. I didn't like Love Is For Suckers, though. That one wasn't good. That was about their last album. Yeah, but they did come out with a Christmas album, and that is pretty yes, freaking sweet. The Christmas album. I was going to mention that, by the way. Yes. I love that Christmas album. So I've, if you have not heard... Twisted Sisters Christmas album. Got go you. out and find it and listen to it because it is absolutely great. Yes, it is awesome. It's awesome. It's the price you have to pay. Make sure you have to pay it sometimes. When you grow up in the hay like we did. So for my number two, I got a big British oh. power metal band out of. Let me guess. Gonna take a guess? Who would it be? Iron Maiden. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this is a little power slave. I love this album. It was one of my favorites of all time power growing slave's up. Slave's good album. This is Ace is High. The best song Iron Maiden has done. Oh, They've done man. a lot of good songs, but this is I think this is my favorite. This album yeah. made the band famous and they toured a lot for this. I love a lot of songs on here. This song, Lost for Words, Flash of the Blade, Duelist. This has got so many awesome songs there, Lane. And this gets you pumped up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man. This, this just makes me want to drive faster than 55. You better believe Which it. we often did listening to this music. Yeah, we kind of did. And then it ended up in games of cat and mouse and... Yeah. Dangerous <laughs> things. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, that was my favorite. I love this album. Love it. Oh, it's a great album. It's a great man. And I guess they even got to go behind the Iron Curtain to visit Poland, Hungary. 
on a little tour, oh, yeah. which was pretty groundbreaking for the time. Yeah. You know, those guys over there really like, really love their heavy metal music. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah and they let Iron Maiden behind the Iron Curtain, which is Iron freaking Maiden Iron yep. Maiden special. I know there was one fellow that really influenced us with this band too. Yes, I I was greatly influenced by our good friend the Bones. Yes, he was a big uh, fan of the Maiden. Oh yeah, huge! I remember going over at his house one day, and he's like, "You, you got to listen to this, and you can if you can understand one lyric, one lyric out of." out of this music because you know I grew up in the country listening to country music from my dad and all that other stuff and he just knew that I probably have never heard anything like this before which he's right I've never heard anything like Iron Maiden before and this is the exact song he played was Aces High and believe it or not I was able to recite most of the verse and then you were hooked. And then I was hooked. Oh, so, yeah, man. Bones definitely laid the foundation. Boom, shakalaka. Yeah. And, and, well, Bones laid the foundation for many of us yes, on some did. music. Yes, he so. so we'll throw some props out to him. Yeah, we'll give him some bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Nikki Lane, what's your next one? Well, I have one of the greatest bands Maybe not the greatest front man in the world, but one of the greatest bands is GNR, Guns N' Roses. And, of course, my favorite album is Appetite. Of course, I do like Lies. That's a good but, one, too. But I do like Appetite, and my favorite song is Paradise oh, City. yeah. This is a monster hit right here. There was a lot of hit songs. When this album came out, it stalled, but in 1988, it, it went, went boom, viral. viral. The roof. Yeah. So Appetite for Destruction is their debut studio album, Guns N' Roses. It was released July 21st, 1987 by Geffen Records. Okay. The album was released to little mainstream attention in 1987. It was not until the following year that it became a massive commercial success after the band had toured and received airplay with the singles Welcome to the Jungle, Paradise City, and Sweet Child of Mine, which all three of them, awesome songs. It topped the Billboard 200 and became the best-selling debut album of all time. Wow. As well as the 11th best-selling album of all time in the United States, with over 30 million copies sold worldwide. It is also one of the best-selling records of all time. Enough said. I mean, look, listen to this song, man. It just gets the blood boiling and makes you want to go out and do some really stupid stuff. We did that Which as teenagers that. with yeah. this playing in the background. Yep. Again, cat and mouse, I yep. can remember in the background. You know, as much as I like this, I kind of got worn out on a lot of these songs. I still like some of them. Still kind of like Use Your Illusions 1 and 2 a little bit. Some stuff on Lies. You know, I... They just played this to the bone for me, but... Hey, got to give him props. This is a historical album. So, here's some accolades. Oh, 
throw them out there, Lane. Yeah, in 1989, Rolling Stone Drake Appetite for Destruction as the 27th best album of the 1980s. In 2020, the same magazine later ranked it at 62 on their list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. In 2001, Q Magazine named Appetite from Stretching as one of the 50 heaviest albums of all times. In 2004, Q Magazine also named Appetite for Destruction as one of the greatest classic rock albums ever. Wow. In 2003, VH1 named Appetite of Destruction the 42nd greatest album of all time. In 2002, Pitchfork ranked Appetite for Destruction 59th on their top 100 albums of the 80s. And see, you could go all night with I this. I could go all night. But unfortunately, we don't have enough time, Lane. It's Guns N' Roses, man. We got to mention Slash, though, as oh, yes, Slash. great, great guitarist. Slash is one of the best guitarists in the world. He's got his own solo act. He plays with Miles Kennedy from... Alter Bridge. I mean, this the guy is just all over the I place. I mean, he's an amazing guitarist. And there's one of the guys on my bucket list I want to meet, a Slash. Well, I hope you do sometime. Uh, I do, too. So for my number one on my list, we're going back to Iron Maiden. And we are going somewhere in time. Oh, back to the Iron Maiden? Back to Iron Maiden again. Somewhere in time. Yes, I love Iron Maiden. This was my favorite album of all their albums I listened to this all the time as a young lad yes yes you did we're stopping for a photo op (laughs) (laughs) check us out on Facebook by the way yeah Facebook Twitter uh, everything else yeah Facebook Twitter uh, uh, I don't know and this has sold over 1 million copies in the U.S. and is one of the most expensive albums the band has recorded. Man, and they also use guitar synthesizers for this album for some weird reason. But it's cool. It sounds it's cool. Cool. Still sounds good. Oh yeah. It's got Heaven Can Wait. It's got Alexander the Great Wasted Years, which was their big single on this. I mean, every song's good. There's no. Dillas, none on this album. For 1986, I mean, it's just wonderful. Had kind of the futuristic theme going with it, kind of like a Blade Runner. I mean, look at the covers on their albums, Lane. They are just freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, the album art is amazing. Yes. Some of the best album art any band has ever done. Uh, Just insane posters i remember the bones and his iron maiden oh he posters. had ton of them he had more than i did yeah. i think oh and you know and today these posters are worth a little bit of money i'm sure i got one hanging up in the garage of destiny right, right there. there right there and by gravy it's somewhere in time by iron maiden and that was also from when i was a kid too and so that's an actual 80s poster yes so. it is so yeah, by whoosh Probably worth around 50, 75, 100 bucks. Well, if it was in good shape, it's more or less a sentimental value to the B1. Yeah, it's not in the prime shape. All right, now we're going to Nikki Lane's very first loving number one song. Well, and album. What would that be, Nikki Lane? Well, it is Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. Now, Motley Crue. Awesome band. 
I think they've been underrated, and I think they should have had more number one albums. They were basically the first glam hair metal from the LA scene, yes, from the LA scene, kind of trendsetters. Genre. So they were the trendsetters, and they got a slow start, but now uh, they're yeah bigger than nice. They're bigger than nice. So Doctor Feelgood is their fifth studio album by you know Molly Crew, released September first, nineteen eighty. Nine, Dr. Feelgood topped the Billboard 200 charts, making the band's only album to claim this position as of 2021. It was the first album Motley Crue recorded after their quest for sobriety and rehabilitation. Obviously, you know, they all had substance problems. Yep. But now they're all sober. Nikki Six actually has several top number one books out now and... The show The Dirt, which is an amazing show. But in addition, being Motley Crue's best-selling album, it is highly regarded by music critics and fans as the band's best studio album. This is probably my favorite of the crew. And would you say this is your favorite song right there? This this would be my favorite song. I do, however, love the song Dr. Feel Good, but... This is a pretty sweet song right yeah, here. This, this is a kicking song. This this song should have been number one too. Yeah, I remember when I bought this cassette, I was jamming it on my cherry pie Monte Carlo. Oh, Monte, that we oh, call wow. cherry pie because it was painted cherry red. Yes, and I remember flying around playing this song and this whole Doctor Feel Good. Let's get you pumped up, man. But yes, I I would like to meet another guy, Nikki Six. Uh, I would really like to meet him. I'd like to meet the whole band. Oh wow! And Nikki Six is who I'd really like to meet. Hopefully, I get to catch their concert. I hope they play this song because this is one of my favorites this on this. Is, this is a nice ballad. I gotta throw this one out real quick because I really like this ballad. Beautiful. How many times have you cried into your pillow to this song? I don't know, probably not as many as that guy we know called the Schmutz. Yeah. <laughs> we better ask him he, about this song. He's a sucker for love. And I'm sure he loves this one. We'll have to ask him sometime. You know, we should we should have actually called him the Love Shack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hey guys. Our first show in the can. We got it. We did it. This is a long... Uh, woo! A little woo yeah. for Rock Girl. Say, hey, Rock Girl. So, Wonderful. Uh, you got anything to say? Congratulations. Congratulations. Right, thank you very All much. Right. Don't forget to check us out on our social media. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. All those good ones. You and can stream our podcast on Podbean and Spotify. Podbean, Spotify. I think it's even on Apple. I, I think it's getting spread out. It's going to be spread out there pretty good. Yes, it is. Hey, and stick around because there's going to be a lot of fun things yes. happening. Probably different interviews and all kinds of fun things going to be happening. Yep, and you can find us, Nikki Lane, B1 Bomb, The Rock Girl on Facebook. Anything else? I think we're good. All right. Well, with that being said, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Yes. And remember one thing. If it's too loud, you're too old. God bless. We'll see you later. Nikki Lane out. Thank you for listening to our show, Headbangers Vault. 
bringing you the best in rock and metal music and music talk with your host, Nikki Lane and Mark B1 Bomb. Please like, follow, share, and check us out on our social media pages. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you'd be interested in being a part of our show or you'd like to advertise with us, please visit our webpage at headbangersvault.podbean.com or email our HR girl at pr.hpv1 at gmail.com. And remember, if it's too loud, you're too old.